This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, have you ever ran in a race? When I was in elementary school, uh, back in my days at Sheridan, We would have races every single recess amongst all the boys in my class. We'd drag our foot out across the gravel to create a starting and finish line, and we would sprint as fast as we could down around the flagpoles and back to see who would be the fastest out of all the ones in our class. We wanted to know who was fastest so we could brag to each other. We would practice our starts. We would, when we got to the flagpoles, grab it with our arm to try and spin around as fast as we could so we wouldn't lose any speed. It was a big deal. We all wanted to win. Even though there was no reward, no medal, no certificate that we got to hang on the fridge, it was all about Bragging rights, no more, no less. Racing continued when I got into high school and ran track at Lincoln Lutheran. Ran the 800, the mile, the two mile, and usually a relay at the end. In high school track, there were awards. There were medals, there were trophies that someone faster than me always won. But every day after school, we'd train. We'd go out behind school, we would run laps, we would run on the bike trail. We ran and ran and ran, all in an attempt to win the race at the meet that was upcoming. To win in running, you have to train. You have to convince your body to keep going, even when it wants to stop. You have to ignore the pain in your heart and your lungs, keeping your eyes on the finish line. You can't sprint away all of your energy in the first hundred yards, because you won't make it to the end of the race. And you can't dawdle until the end and expect to be able to catch up and pass everybody at the end. You have to set a pace, a pace to win. You have to keep moving at that pace, step by step, moment by moment. Your body needs to know what to do. Your mind must be disciplined so that your body complies. And if you do all of these things, perhaps you'll win. St. Paul uses this analogy today to describe the Christian life. In the epistle lesson he says, living a Christian life is like running that race. It's a challenge. 
It involves pushing yourself against the difficulties and struggles of this world. It involves pain and suffering and pushing through these things. It means keeping your eye on the finish line, the reward that awaits you, your eternal salvation, the day of resurrection. And in so doing, by living a Christian life day in and day out until your time on earth is done, you will receive the prize, the crown of life. Now, let's be clear about it. It isn't that you will obtain the prize for yourself. It's not that you will earn it by your good works or your deeds. Pastor Poppy explained that clearly on Sunday. We sang hymns this evening that taught that very thing. It is Christ who has obtained the prize for you. You merely receive what he gives. It is his perfect life, death, and resurrection that has won salvation for you. And it is that gift being bestowed upon you that sets you on your course in the race of the Christian life, just like St. Paul describes. Jesus makes you alive. He sets you free to be Christian. To run the race. And the truth is, without Jesus, there would be no Christian life. Without Jesus, there would be no race to run. So run in life as you would a race. That means a life of consistent Christian living. Consistent. That means you can't just expect that if you were baptized and confirmed and sprinted through all of that faithfully, that that will count for all the rest of your life. That you'll win because your name's written in the church membership book. Consistent. That means you cannot put off being a Christian or coming to church or hearing the word until you get the bad news from the doctor and the end is nigh and your death seems imminent. Being Christian involves a life of consistent Christian living. Day in and day out, steadily setting a pace, moving towards the crown Christ bestows. Day by day, keeping your eye on the finish line, knowing that Christ has saved you by grace through faith. That means... As you race, you're in church regularly. 
this Sunday, next Sunday, the Sunday following, and every single Sunday moving forward where you are physically capable of being in church. As an aside, I really, truly mean that. Be here if you are physically capable. If you are sick or homebound, church will come to you. Otherwise, in every instance, you come to church. And nothing distracts the Christian from this. Nothing takes his eyes off the prize. That means self-discipline. Just as a racer disciplines their body, you will not save yourself by the act of being in church But when you are in church, Christ will generously give his gifts to you. When you are in church, the word of Christ will loudly ring in your ear. And through that word, the Holy Spirit will call you and bear you into the Christian faith. You run the race, disciplining your body as a racer does to win a race. Olympians must pay attention to what they eat, how much they sleep, what they drink, and more. They can't go and eat a triple cheeseburger right before running a marathon. It won't work. In the same way, Christians pay attention to what they fill their lives with as well. Christians work hard to avoid anything that potentially can come between them and Jesus. If drunkenness would cloud your mind from believing God's word, the Christian avoids it. If you are tempted that sexual deviancy would become your identifying characteristic in this world, the Christian would daily repent of that for the sake of God's word. The Christian avoids theft, even accidental, or murder, like abortion and euthanasia. Because the Christian knows these things could hurt their faith, could disrupt the race they're running, just like a donut would hurt the runner's body. Instead of sin, the Christian regularly, day by day, fills themselves with God's gifts. Christ's mercy and love. Daily remembering their baptism, the place where God claimed them as their own, the place where the race began, the place they returned to, to hear the absolution, to be reminded that all sin has been washed away as far as the east is from the west. That is true for you in your Baptism, that's true for you through water 
and the word. The Christian fills themselves with Christ's gifts, eating the very body and blood of Jesus in, with, and under bread and wine in the Lord's Supper. Here, every opportunity that it is presented to you. The Christian knows this is the medicine of life which God bestows freely upon you. Eat and drink. Receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. Be strengthened in the faith. And thus continue the race, step by step, day by day. And when the Christian falls or fails, or stumbles, or sins, or becomes weary of all the things burdening them in this world, the Christian repents, confesses, and seeks to hear anew the absolution God sends to their ear. Every day the Christian repents, seeking to live the Christian life anew, believing the truth that Christ has already won the race for you, that he's accomplished all that is necessary for your salvation. This is true for you. It's the reason you race. It's the reason you live. In our epistle, St. Paul encourages the Corinthian congregation to be Christians, to live in love towards God and love towards one another, to live the way Christians are supposed to live, hearing the word, remembering their baptism, eating the Lord's Supper, singing and hearing the word, and all of it pointing to Christ, who's there with you in the race, whose forgiveness propels you forward, whose mercy and love sets you free to be the Christian God demands, who fulfilled the Ten Commandments for you, And desires you to do them as well. In a race, every runner runs. Paul encourages you to run as well. His encouragement is not only for the congregation that existed 2,000 years ago, 9,000 miles away. His encouragement is for you. He desires you to live like a Christian, to live in the forgiveness of Jesus today, tomorrow, and every day of your life. Christ has set us free to live as Christians. And 
So we do. We drink from the rock, the rock that is Christ. We eat the food of heaven, which also is Christ. And Christ, through the work of the Holy Spirit, carries us through day by day, moment by moment, until the race is done. And then we receive the crown, the crown of life, the crown of peace, the crown of joy, the crown that we lay before God, seeing him face to face, world without end, the crown means everything. Christ carries us there. Christ's love and mercy win the race. And that's good. No, you will not save yourself by being more Christian than others. Christ saved you by being Christ for you. He set you free to strive to live until that day when you finally receive the crown of victory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This has been With Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.